Why are Jews God's chosen people? The answer to that and other questions on Key Life. This is Key Life, dedicated to the message that the only people who get any better are those who know that if they don't get any better, God will still love them anyway. That teaching raises a lot of questions, so here's author and seminary professor Steve Brown, along with Pete Allenson from ForgeBibleStudy.com, with answers from the Bible that'll make you free. Thank you, Matthew. Hi, Pete. Hey, man. Happy Friday. How you doing? I'm uh, doing good. Yeah. I, I'm really good for an old guy. I mean, you look great. I mean, healthy. You ought to be on the cover of <laughs> something. Yeah, something, an old folks magazine. <laughs> no. That's Pete Allenson, by the way. And for over 25 years, Pete has come into this studio and sat down in that chair with me every Friday, and we've answered questions. And we have spoken from Sinai. And what we have said has been quite profound. And it is my hope that you have taken notes while we have answered these questions. And if you believe any of that, you'll believe anything. Hey, listen, be sure and go to forgetruth.com. And there's a great podcast there that you'll absolutely love. By the way, you and what were you crazy? You invited me to be on it. Absolutely, I can't wait. You you're trying to get me saved or something? That would be one of the goals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, we love getting your questions, and we love this time. You can ask a question by calling one eight hundred Key Life twenty four seven, and often we put your voice on the air when you call. Key Life Network, Post Office Box 5000, Maitland, Florida. Or you can send your questions to Key Life Canada, Post Office Box 28060, Waterloo, Ontario, N2L6J8. Or you can email your questions to steve at keylife.org. And you knew I was going to say it, and I will, if you can help us financially. Please do. We help us. You help a whole lot of other people. And I promise if you can send a gift that we'll be as faithful in using it as you were in giving it. We are a not-for-profit organization. We, uh, we are a member of ECFA in the States and Four Seas in Canada. They oversee our books. Didn't need to. We were ethical before they started. But just so you know, help us if you can. If you can't, we understand and say a prayer for this ministry. Pete, would you lead us in prayer, and then we'll get to some of these questions. Absolutely. Let's pray together. Our great God, what a joy to be able to come together just for a minute at the end of this busy week, and we come to you in prayer. We pause for a minute remembering a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are the supreme king of heaven and earth. Uh, you created us. You spoke and it was done. You recreated us in Christ. Uh, you have done everything good for us. You are omnipotent, all-knowing. All you, you love us. You're merciful, gracious, kind, and you're holy, and we worship you. We need you more than we even know, and this weekend we ask that you would be with all of our leaders uh, at church, our, our, our pastors, priests, uh, spiritual leaders through uh, our worship team, 
And we just ask, Lord, you would use all of them to bring honor and glory to your great name and that we would have grace taught us and applied in our lives. So we commit this time of Q&A to you right now. Thankful that your truth sets us free every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Pete, let's first go to our phone lines. My next-door neighbor is Muslim, and she was wondering, why are the Jews a chosen people? Well, first, uh, I would commend her for becoming friends with her neighbor who is Muslim. Yeah. You know, we have a tendency to back off and think they're different than us, and they're not. You know, they have the same aspirations. We have tried to define Islam in terms of its most radical and violent side. And in fact, we have some Muslim neighbors, and uh, you need to, and we like them. You need to be careful uh, about that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So good for you. And you even got close enough for a pretty important question to be asked. Yeah. So how do you you begin approaching that? Well, you have to say, look, I'm a Christian. I believe the Bible. And the Bible clearly teaches some things that I can't change. Mm -hmm. It doesn't teach that God hates Muslims. But it teaches that their choice by God is different than the choice of Jews. Jews are called, as you expressed when we were talking about this, to be the mark people, to reach the entire world from whom the Messiah would come. And they suffered a lot because of that. Mm Uh, somebody said, a rabbi said, Lord, could you choose somebody else? <laughs> a lot of suffering, a lot of pain, yeah. a lot of hard stuff, and even hatred on the part of so many other countries. And yet they have been called, and they're still definable as a people because they are God's chosen people in that sense. Mm-hmm. Now, there are other nations that are chosen too, and the Bible specifically speaks of Islam and its roots as being chosen by God. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Through through that Abrahamic uh, base there. A- absolutely. And and so, yeah. And, and really realizing, uh, like you said, the cost that comes with being the chosen people, yeah. it almost sends the message, the this question that Jews are the only ones that God cares about. And how far from it? No, that's not what. And that's what this, so the Christian message is the fulfillment of that Old Testament calling that uh, through you, the nations of the world will be blessed. And that includes the world, for God so loved the world. That's so true. And we need to remember that in the conversation with our neighbors. And as that conversation grows, that doesn't mean because you say kind things about Muslims that you agree right, with them. Right. And so at some point you got to say there are places where we have some significant disagreements, mm-hmm. not about God's choosing people. He chooses all kinds. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're talking about a particular thing in terms right. of a national choice, but there are areas where we do disagree. Yeah. yeah. And then began that discussion which is even a more important discussion than that one. You know, you're, abs- you're absolutely right. And what that just set off in my mind is this reality that many of the Jews who knew they were the chosen people and through whom the Messiah was to come yeah. rejected Jesus That's himself and, and, and have become enemies for the cause of Christ. 
so that even though the, the generally chosen people have rejected him and, uh, and, 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 and so the whole world is called to that, to the Messiah. Uh, and and we all have to bow the knee, whether we're Jew or Gentile, Muslim, whatever we are. That's Uh, true. Jesus is the only way. But again, we commend you for spending uh, time. Absolutely. You know, we've answered this before, but, you know, let's do it again. What does the Bible say about tithing? Um, to Key Life and the ministry I serve. At least 15%. At least, yeah, tithe really means 15%. <laughs> no, they've been telling you it's 10, it it's not, it's 15, maybe 20. Maybe 20, 20. yeah. <laughs> All right, seriously, what is the Bible? Well, you know, the, the the basis, really overall, God owns everything. He owns us. He owns, uh, you know, that, that song, that God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He owns us by right of, of, of creation and redemption. And yet the reality is, is he's called us to, from the Old Testament perspective, start with that 10% as a base of giving and be generous. But, uh, you know, Jesus said something so powerful. Lay, don't lay up treasures on earth. Moth and rust yeah. destroy. Lay up treasures in heaven. So we have the opportunity to give, uh, be a part of what God is doing, even though he could just take it. Uh, we get to, we get to be a part of that joyfully because of how much he loves us and has provided us. That's true. Fred Smith, my late mentor, used to say that if you're rich, and he was, by the way, hmm. if you're rich and you only give 10% to God's work, you're stealing from God. Hmm. That's straight up. <laughs> well, uh-huh. I wouldn't say that, but he said it. I know. And boy, people would wince. Because we would both be speaking at conference where there were a number of very affluent people there, and he didn't back off at all. Fred also would go buy his clothes at uh, the uh, secondhand store. Wow! For ten dollars, and wear the suit to the Rotary Club when he was speaking in Dallas of very of affluent people and tell them, how much do you think I spent for this? And they would say three or 4000 And then he would smile and say, 10 bucks." Wow. And uh, Goodwill was the place where I got it. And I have a lot of leftover money that God could use. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he just, he just put the screws oh, on man, him, right? He, you know? he could really do it. But there's an aspect of tithing that is really good mm-hmm. because it it gives us a place where we if we go we don't have to fee, feel guilty about not giving everything that's right that's right you know there's some christians and uh mm-hmm. we even know some of them who have gone way beyond at the expense of their family mm-hmm. food for their family braces for their kids and shoes and have given money away like that. Speaking of Fred Smith, his father was like that. Mm. Uh, and he gave, he gave things away, and the family went wanting. They needed because it. Because yeah. of that. Yeah. So there's this, and I have a friend who says he's glad that, G, that God said 10% or his wife would give the house away. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, it, it's a great starting point, it really but it is. really opens us up to this this greater call toward generosity. It really uh, you is. cannot outgive God. You know Malachi three. You just you can't. 
Uh, I was talking to a, a, a wealthy businessman at lunch, young businessman. Yeah. And he, and, he, and, he, and he just says, you know, the more he gives, the more God enables him to make the money. And it's a gift. It is. And, and it's, it's named as a gift it, in Romans. It is. So, so it's a real a great opportunity. But on the other hand, the, when you look at the flip side of this, you could become a hoarder. And that's a horrible oh, gosh, sort of yes, uh, it is. disease. But it's also, we don't get to see the work of God through us. And you know something that I've found, and I'm sure you have too, that as you begin to give, uh, it is a freeing kind it of is. thing. It is. To watch what God does yep. with your goods. And to be a part of what he's doing in the world, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. It is. Great. Well, that's a good comment. We ought to have this published. I know. I think so. Um, maybe <laughs> we could talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guys, we got to go. But first, Key Life is a listener-supported production of Key Life Network. <laughs>